Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. Oh, song, you say, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. And I sure did. So you know what? If you've been in a rut, we want to see you get out of the rut and into your groove. We're believing that God is going to move in a mighty way today in your life. Man, I've been, listen, I've been stewing on a message for over a month. The Holy Spirit, man, has just been, I mean, just wearing me out, just really with a couple of words. And man, I'm looking forward to releasing that. I never know how it's going to come forth, but I just know to study unto Him. I do know that. And I'm looking forward to that. And I want to say this today as I get started. What a great day to be alive. What a great day to be alive. I was just thinking yesterday, day before, I just, as Brother Rick Clinton said, I just had me a benefit. I just begin to think about the time that we're living in. And this moment right now, man, in the kingdom. We're not really on the precipice of things. We, we are experiencing end time things. And I mean, when the world says, man, what's this world to? I'm telling you that, man, it's what the kingdom's coming to is what's happening. And man, this is the most exciting time to be alive. I've got people that tell me, man, I'd like to live like when Wyatt Earp lived. I'd like to live when this one lived. I'd like to, I'm thankful to be alive right now and be right here. And I mean that. song said and when men's hearts are failing them for fear man God is filling the hearts of the Christian believers up with faith and man I'm telling you I am so excited about what God is doing and like I said I, my, I, my eyes man just begin to leak when I just thought about how good that he is and everybody's saying well man what do you mean this is a great day to be alive gas is 429 459 by the way I'm going to make y'all mad I got gas for 395 this morning because I got it up there at White Mills. If you'd been at the bridge with me, you could have got it too. Let me move on. I was pulling there. I was praising God. Thank you. People are like, man, eggs is $192 a dozen. Milk, $64 a gallon and everything else. And they talking about all of this. And God's love is still free. joy is still free. Amen, somebody. God's still doing what the Word said He would do. I don't get my fill up at the gas station. How many of y'all getting your fill up in your prayer closet? 
I just ask God, I say, God, just fill me up and just let me release it wherever I'm at. On the elevator this week, elevators, man, people don't even know when they get on the elevator with me, they're trapped. <laughs> right? <laughs> he said, what floor are you going to? I said, what floor are you going to? <laughs> he said, seven. I said, that's long enough. And you know what? Just to pray at the hospital where somebody said, my baby girl's got sickle cell. Would you pray? And I said, we only going to pray. We're going to believe, Daddy. You see, sometimes we can find church to this when church is a lot smaller. Church is in elevators. Church is in waiting room. Church is whenever, whenever, and happens whatever in Him, man, when we'll just release His presence. And that saturation, man, that's been in you, when you begin to release that, it changes, man, the culture and the climate. Man, of all your surroundings, I'm thankful today to be alive. I don't know. We got to hang out with a six-month-old, which was more on my mindset. And, my, and it's amazing. Hey, would you all do this? Would you? Don't let it be fake. Can, can you all just smile and give somebody the joy of the Lord? How many of y'all got the joy of the Lord? Just go ahead and smile at somebody. Just go ahead. Just smile. Just smile. Just go ahead and smile. Come on now. I'm not talking about that filtered smile that you put on Facebook. Come on. I'm talking about a real smile that said, Jesus saved me. Jesus set me free. My chains are broke. And I look at a six-month-old. And I see the smile, man, that just a little bit of this. And she just smiled and just a little bit of attention. Just a little bit, man. And then when you don't give her attention, she'll get your attention. And we put her in this little bouncy deal, right? And she gets in this little bouncy deal. And then like her feet touch. And her feet, she get real happy. And she start jumping like crazy. I thought about bringing her into church and letting y'all see how she does that. And I'm thinking, why is she so happy? And I look, it's just because I'm there. Amy's there. Some of y'all want to start bouncing right now because he's here. And see, this is the part. The world can keep on filtering their smiles, Brother Rick. I've got joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. I've got something more. I want to tell you, man, the Father's in the house today. He's here. And you know what? Take a moment out, man, just to thank Him for life. And life's so abundant. Gas can be whatever. Eggs can be whatever. But can I tell you, God's still God. And we're going to worship Him today. You know what? I'm going to encourage y'all over the house. We get started just praying and just, just in Him. Could just turn to somebody and say, I ain't even going to look at you. Just tell them, I ain't going to look at you. I don't care about you right now. Can we talk to the Father? Come on, let's talk to him. Father, we love you today. We're so thankful today. Lord, you are.
is so good. I pray, Father, that you sweep through this place. Oh, God, move in a mighty way. God, you're always on the move. It's us, Lord, that are anchored and chained to those things, God, whether it be our past, whether it be the present, or God, even the fear of tomorrow. Break those chains today, God, as we worship you freely in the beauty of your holiness. And Lord, let us declare today that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So Lord, today, thank you for the smiles, Lord, that are more than skin deep, that are soul deep, God. Lord, and that we have those because you've changed our soul, Lord. Lord, you're deepening yourself in us, God. You're, you're rooting yourself with such depth, God, that we may feel like there's times that we're going to be blowed over, but, Father, we're rooted in you. That, Father, we're declaring today that, Lord, those that are righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, that it's our day to stand up, God, with a real humility and yet a boldness and declare that our God is alive and that he's real. Today, Father, we love you, we praise you, we thank you, and our hearts are set upon you. That God, today we believe you're in this place to do the miraculous. God, to do what, any, what, what other people can't do and what anything else can't do, you can do, God. So do what you do. It's in your name, Jesus. And everybody said hallelujah. You know what? I told y'all this before. I love going to tractor pulls, right? I love going to tractor pull. I always don't. I usually, I don't always get to go. But back when my boys were little and we would go, I'd say, y'all hurry up. we get out of the car and I could hear the roar. I could hear the roar, man, of those tractors, right? And I couldn't wait if we were running a little bit late. Chad, I couldn't wait, man. I just couldn't wait to get to the grandstands and we'd be running to get there. And man, the roar of those engines, man, just attracted me to it. Do you know what? The roar of God's people attracts God. Can we just give God some praise in this house? Can we just thank Him for what He's done and what He's doing? Can you just thank Him that if He's done anything for you in the house, could you just praise Him? Come on, can we just roar for the King of Kings? God, we worship you this morning. And God, we declare today, God, in unity, that there is nothing better than you. God, we come to you today with a heart of gratitude, God, knowing that we're here today on nothing of our own, but God, upon your grace and your mercy that extends to every one of us, God. God, we worship you today. Oh, my words fall short. I've got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do song must end and you never do so I'll throw up my hands and praise you again and again cause all that I have is a heart 
except for a heart singing soaking man in something and, and Kathy just the simplicity of the way he speaks to me and I'm so thankful heard Holy Ghost say about a month ago he said you need to learn to manage the moment or the moment will manage you I said Holy Ghost I need more how many of you know that the Holy Ghost will give you more when you ask this morning this has just been a moment this is a moment it may be a new moment for some it may be a moment that's very recognizable to others some of you are going to leave here looking, be, looking, be like a mule looking at a new gate you're like I don't know what just happened can I tell you something usually when it's God you don't because you can't explain it this moment this morning when I begin to I won't keep you long. I said, Lord, I need to know more. I, I began to study the word moment. I knew that was the key. 22 times in the King James Version is the word moment used. Only three times in the New Testament. One would be in Luke 4. One would be in 1 Corinthians 15. The other one would be in 2 Corinthians 4. Even though the word moment there is used, it has three different, it's used three different ways, whether in the Aramaic or whatever in the New Testament. But this is the thing that I see right now. That's the reason that I said I'm so thankful to be alive today. Because we are appointed under this time and this moment right now. Now, as simple as that sounds, the power of that is learning to maximize or minimize the moment. You've studied this before, but there's two separate words when we talk about time. It's the word chronos or the word kairos. And when you study chronos, you can see that it's to what it, 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 it amounts to seconds, it amounts to minute, it amounts to month, it amounts to calendar. Chronos does. It's like chronological, it's like your watch. And the word kairos, you studied it before, like I said, but the thing is, is that it, it's more about season. So what second is to chronos. Kairos is to season. And what minute is to chronos, moment is to kairos. And most of us live our life built on appointments and schedules and all of that. And I think today what happened is that God just really wrecked your schedule. He just really wrecked the appointment you thought you had. And God just showed up in this place. And there were some hungry people here. And today, when you leave, and this is the thing, that we've got to learn to maximize. And you've got to learn to minimize. I'm going to speak this to you just this way real quick, and I'll show you one of the three real quick. In Luke chapter 4, the temptation of Jesus. 
The word of God said, and the devil took Jesus up into a mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Randy, I said, how, how can that even happen? How, Man, does he have that much power? Does he have that much authority? If you begin to read, you can see that God himself has yielded a certain amount of that, not for the devil's glory, but how many of you know that God will use fear to get you to come to him? See, God can use evil to bring you to good. And that's the way that God operates. Why? Because your soul is the most important thing to him. So when you look at that in just a moment of time, I said, how can that happen? And then I thought this, I thought, boy, if there's ever been a time, and that's, if there's ever been a time to where the enemy can do that, it's right now. Because in a moment of time, you can be on your internet anywhere in the world. In a moment of time, that quick, you can be anywhere, watching anything, seeing anything. And in a moment of time, the news travels or you can see or be somewhere else. I began to ponder that. I thought, Lord, what power. Then I thought this. I thought, wait a minute. How many of you like to go fishing? How many of you like to go fishing? All right. How many of you like to go deer hunting? How many of you like to go shopping? How many of you like to take uh, somebody else's credit card and go shopping? Amen. All right. I want to take some of you fishing with me real quick. I'll show you the way the enemy works real quick. All right, get your fishing pole. Get your, I, I fish with a 202. For those of you that are real fishermen, I did graduate up to a Zepco 33. Hallelujah. But anyway, let me move on. So in my mind, I'm going fishing. I want you to go with me. We're going to go to the creek bank. We don't even care if they bite. We laid back. We got plenty of sandwiches. Little Debbie's with us too. Amen. She's there. We got. You know what? I don't care if they bite, but I'm going to the creek bank. And I'm going to sit there on that creek bank, and I'm going to enjoy my day. And I'm going to watch. The water's clear. I see the fish swimming. They're not interested in my hook because I don't even want them to bite. Now, what I did in a moment of time, I put a visual picture in your mind. Here's what we don't realize. We have the same power that Satan does. And the same power that Satan has to change the course of time. We have the power in Jesus' name to change the course of somebody's destiny today. You see, the thing is, is that I don't operate in what I see. operate in what he said and I looked at this piece of scripture and let me tell you the biggest thing that I see here is he showed him all of that in the, just in a moment of time using that first word and this is the thing is that there's a moment of temptation and we're living in it right now to where this moment of temptation has come upon the whole world and I said Lord in what way it's really simple The devil said unto him, all this power I will give you and all the glory. He said, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever will I give it. Now I want you to look at verse 7 just real quick. Could you put that up on the screen? I want them to get it. Thank you. I want you to leave with something. And look what he says. And this tells me of the day that we're living in. This is the moment of time that we're in right now. He says this, I'm going to give you all this. He's speaking to the Son of God, the Savior of the whole entire world. If thou therefore will worship me, say worship me. Say worship me. Say worship me. He said if you will worship me, all of this can be yours. You say what's that got to do with me? Everything. 
Because subliminal in this message is this very thought is this. He said, if thou will worship me. What do you see all around you today? Worship me, worship me, worship me, worship me. And if people say the power of the Antichrist is not here today, Brother Frank, if they tell me that, can I tell you the power of the Antichrist is alive and well, but defeated through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we defeat it through the power of a blood-bought testimony through Christ. You have never seen such a self-saturated culture as you are living in and being part of today. The thing is, today, turn to somebody, we've said it before, say, I'm breaking up with me today. If you will worship me, I'll give you all of this. In the midst of cancel culture, in the midst of everything else that is going on, and all of these things, an opinion-based fact that is no more than a lie straight from the pits of hell. Satan hiding, disguising, even transforming himself into an angel of light. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Can I tell you, it may be a good thing, but that's not a God thing. And the simplicity... Behind this is that many people in this very moment that we're living in, showing them every bit of this, and all of it can be yours. And guess what? Not only is the world falling for it, kids are falling for it. Marriages are falling for it. And the enemy... It's doing an incredible job. And people are letting him. Wow. In that one moment of time, and we're, we're living in this very moment that we're here, we're in this time right now. And when it says this, it doesn't stop there. And Jesus tells him in just such, such a simple way, you got to worship him. And him only shall you serve, not self-serve, Savior serve. And when that seems so small, what about maximizing and minimizing the moment? It's critical. It's critical because of this. It's because what's happening in our lives today is that we're maximizing the things that we should be minimizing. And husbands and wives, you need to hear me. What has happened is this, is that we are minimizing these molehills and we're making mountains out of them. And the enemy is doing his level best, man, to make things look so big when in fact all of these things are so small in his eyes. There's things got to be dealt with. Because even a small sliver of glass or steel in your eye can cause you real problems. That's the reason even the smallest of specks have to be dealt with. And then learning to maximize the moment. Husbands and wives minimize, minimizing those things that truly hell wants to take and maximizing the love. We see this today, and this was indicative of what was going on even up at the bridge. Man, I felt the Holy Ghost moving strongly at the bridge, and it was this, and all of these things, whether it's the wilderness, whether it's the mountain, or whether it's the pinnacle or the height of the, the, height of the temple, then all three of these things, man, Jesus knows how to combat it. And you've read it. You know it all before. It's the Word. It's all of that. But even more than that, even before He went to the wilderness, how many of you are thankful? 
You're thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. You're thankful for the blood of Jesus. To get through the time that we're living in right now, you can see that it was even mentioned in in Luke chapter 3 that the simpleness of this is that through a mere act of obedience, through baptism, that even John says, why are you doing this? He said, out of an act of obedience, suffer it to be so even now. And guess what? Out of an act of obedience, heaven opens. You thought, well, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be obedient to go to church. And guess what? You just thought you was coming to church. But guess what? God showed up today and He really messed you up. And because of obedience, God opens heaven. And it doesn't stop there. Because this is really what's going on in the midst of every bit of this. That when you look, that even when you see with the first temptation there in the wilderness. He said, if thou be the Son of God, command this stone to be made bread. And Jesus returns it with this. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. How does he do that? What is Satan after? Your faith. What is he after? Your identity. But listen, it wouldn't just be enough for heaven to open, obedience to open heaven. How many of you are thankful for the Father's voice that says, this is my son, this is my daughter, in whom I'm well pleased? Why? What is hell coming at today? Hell is coming at your identity. Hell is trying to tell you that, listen, you're never going to matter. It's. But then there's the Father. This is my son, in whom I'm well pleased. This is how we make it. This is how we make it, by learning to maximize the moment. I told you I wouldn't be long. I'm going to hold to it. Real simple. This moment of time that he shows him all of it. We see where he's gaining his authority and all of this. And then what does, what does Satan do? He takes him up to the pinnacle of the temple. That when you look at that word, it means that very thing. It's the extremity. It's the highest point of the temple. And this is a very dangerous place. Because what has happened today within religion and what has happened within great men and women of God is that they, are, they feel like they're at the pinnacle of the temple. They feel like they're at the top of the very thing that God has. And the enemy is challenging them at every corner. And many are succumbing to that. How does he do that? Satan says, if thou be the son of God, cast yourself down. And then he uses scripture. Stay with me just for a moment. This is important. You say, what's that got to do with me? Everything. Because you know what the enemy was trying to do, once again, subliminally, behind the scenes? Kathy, what he was trying to do is this. Is he was trying to tell Jesus to take his own life into his own hands and to tempt God. Do you know how many people today are taking their life in their own hands? Let me share with you how they're doing that real quick. Can I do it? Thank you, I will. And so many people are taking their own life, putting it in their own hands. You see, Jesus has already had his, he's already set his mind. He already knows what he's going to do. He knows he's going to do the will of God. But what a lesson for us that how many people are taking their lives in their own hands. I said this earlier at the bridge, and man, it is pounded in my spirit because at this very moment, in this place, there's some of you that are still doing the narcotics. There's some of you that are still addicted to whatever that it is. There's some of you that are still addicted to the pornography. 
There's some of you that are still self-addicted that the anger that rises up in you that you really have no excuse for after the fight, but you think you've got level ground to fight on when you're in the moment. Can I tell you today, Jesus wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. Because what happens, you take your own life in your hands. You say, I can do it myself. Do you know how many people are rotten in hell? Burning. Stop, preacher. It's getting too graphic. It's too graphic. You still feel. You still thirsty. You still want to tell other people don't do it. That's the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. That's that parable that it said there was a certain man that I believe Jesus is speaking much more than a parable. This is one thing that has woke me up, man, and let it wake you up. That if I have all of those functions, if I have the feel, if I have hunger, if I have thirst, if I still have a conscious mind, and yet my body is burning, and yet it never stops, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, and there's utter darkness, And I don't mean just lights off darkness. I'm talking about a depressive, heavy darkness that you don't want to live. But you can't die. I'll take my own life in my own hands. Give me another. Give me what's in the bag. Give me what's in the bottle. And hell is handing it out on every corner. Oh man, just give me a little bit of my dope and I'll be good. Man, get you some Lucky Charms or something. Sit down and have a bowl of cereal. Get your mind off that junk. This moment that we are living in is so crazy that everybody is about buying a ticket to the bourbon trail but doesn't care anything about the blood trail. Can I tell you? Oh, we don't see any wrong in it. I said this earlier at the bridge. I've said it before. It's not new to you. But can I tell you something? I ain't for the bourbon. I ain't for the whiskey. I ain't for no piece of nothing of it. Can I tell you why? It's because they... I ain't never seen none of those people. Can I tell you something? I've buried enough alcoholics. I've buried enough drug addicts. I've buried enough of them. And I've yet to see anybody out of those distilleries ever come and say that's my fault because they hit that family drunk. Never what? You sipping it? You drinking it? I catch you around my kids. Some of you right now, I'm telling you right now. Oh, glory be to God. Somebody pray for me. I feel it coming on. Hell's filled with if I just had one more moment. This is the part I want to tell you about hell that always messed me up. Mamas and daddies, could you imagine? You're here today, but getting them to church is not the end of it. We need to get them to Jesus. Here's what shakes me. Bob, this is what tears me up. I could not imagine being a mama or a daddy and being chained in the darkness of hell and a burning hell that burns my flesh and yet I'm never consumed. It'd be enough to hear my cry. But what if I heard my child's cry? 
can you tell me? Dad, you knew I knew where the key was to the alcohol cabinet. You knew I knew where you stashed your money and your dope. I wish I'd have begged you to take me to church instead of begging me to go to the ball game. Have I got anybody that's ready to stand in the name of Jesus and declare this is our moment? To stand and be counted and declare that our God is real. He's alive and we're going to have an end time revival. We are having an end time revival even now. Within the souls of our hearts. This is a moment that we can't get back. And how many people are missing the moment? I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing. And they take their life in their own hands. Jesus said, I ain't going to tempt my father. You're not going to tempt the Lord like that. Take their life in their own hands. You don't know what the drug pushers got on the other side of that. I never heard of fentanyl. All I know is this. I've not done a whole lot of research on it, but I know enough to say that just a little bit of it will cause the addiction to grow much stronger than you can even imagine. The thing about that addiction is this. Is you're not just addicted to the drug. You get addicted to death. Because all they've got to do is add just a little bit more when they want you gone. And guess what? You're gone. And Satan the assassin claims another one. And another family grieves. And another family blames it on fentanyl. Another family blame, or another member of the family blames it on this or blames it on that. This is our moment to stand up and declare that in the name of Jesus, it's your day to be broke from the addiction. It's your day to be delivered. Some of you, I believe, have already gotten that done. I'll close. In that one moment, Jesus defeated the enemy with the word of God. Satan left, and the word said for a season. Satan's mad, but I'm not scared. I know we win. But for this moment, Christians, we have to fight. We have to really fight. This is just the start of a series for me, and I butchered this, but just wanted to rush through it to tell you this. Turn to somebody and say, he's counting on me. Could the rest of you do it? Let's try it again. Turn to somebody and say, he's counting on me. Let's try it one more time. Try it one more time. Say, he's counting on me. That means I matter and I count. Turn to somebody and say, I'm a long shot. I'm a long shot. I'm going to read something to you. Eighty to one odds. 
15 days ago, I, I enjoy watching the Kentucky Derby. I try every year that I can to, to sit down and to, to pick my horse and to do different things. And I look at the odds. I look at different things. I'm taking you somewhere with me. Stay with me for this very moment. Fifteen days ago, yesterday they ran the Preakness. He didn't run in the Preakness, but eighty to one odds, a horse by the name of Rich Strike basically came out of nowhere, and I mean nowhere, to win the Kentucky Derby. How many of you watched the Kentucky Derby? The rest of y'all need to get saved or something, man. That's like a highlight for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love horses anyway. Eighty to one odds. He's a long shot to say, to say the least. He uh, was purchased for $30,000 from what they call a, a, a claims race or a stake race, meaning that you could buy the horse after the race. Y'all are thinking, Brother Wayne knows a lot about horse betting. No, I really don't. Just stay with me, please. Go ahead and turn to somebody again and say, I'm a long shot. 80 to 1 odds. Rich Strike was purchased at last year at a claims race for $30,000. Not even a drop, not even a drop in the bucket to the million and a half dollar Colts that he was running against. Those that sold at Keeneland. And this is the crazy thing. Many of you have heard of Calumet Farms, one of the most prestigious uh, farms, horse farms in Kentucky. They actually had let the horse go. Can you say, stupid, let me move on. (laughs) Not even a drop in the well or not even a drop in the bucket to what the other horses running beside him was worth. Sonny Leon, the jockey, he was a great jockey. But he'd never been in any high stakes race. You know, he'd never been to the Kentucky Derby nor his trainer. Neither one of them, Eric Reed, the same way. The trainer, they'd never done that. And here's the... Turn, go ahead, turn to somebody else say, I'm here because somebody else scratched. Go ahead. <laughs> I got to tell you all, this is parallel in my life. Unbelievable, right? And I'm not the only one here. I'm a long shot. Stay with me. And on Friday before the Kentucky Derby, with just a few seconds, my understanding before actually they would know who, a horse scratches and rich strike. And the owners found out they were going to be running in the Kentucky Derby. Now you look at that and you say, wow, what an opportunity. But when does the opportunity turn into a moment? That nobody will forget. God has all of these opportunities. Stay with me for just a minute. God has all of these opportunities for us in life. And we want to experience the moment. However, we don't want the opportunity. Why? Because it was going to cost us. Now listen, let's think of this. I got a $30,000 coat here that I picked up last year at a claims race that listen, we shouldn't even been here. I'm here because somebody else scratched. You want me to do what? What if I come in last? I don't know if that crossed their mind. I don't know what crossed their mind, but can I tell you what? They crossed the finish line. Stay with me. You know the story. 
And they take a long shot. Lines up, not even in the best starting position. Do I need to preach that? So many in this room. You didn't start with a silver spiritual spoon in your mouth. You started at a deficit through dysfunction, having to overcome the curses and understanding that God the Father has released you and He's got a plan. You, wouldn't, you didn't start in the greatest of positions. People looked at you and said, Oh, that colt. Wayne Clements from Iberia, Kentucky, you never are going to amount to anything. I wouldn't bet anything on him making it. Anybody ever heard that? The world has got its odds makers. How many of you serve the God maker? The one that's able. The odds is where God begins to move in your life. Turn to somebody and say, God loves a long shot. God doesn't look at pedigree. He looks at his presence. God doesn't look at that lineage. He looks at who he is and what he is in the child, in the son and daughter of an almighty God who the father is. (laughs) How did they win? I don't know what the horse was thinking. Horse probably thinking, I don't even know who these uppity up horses are next to me. I don't know, but I got one thing on my mind. Winning this race. Almost dead last. And that jockey that never been to the Kentucky Derby. Seen him coming around that corner for home. This messes with me so much. Because I'm coming around the corner of home. There's more life behind me in this life than there is before me. But can I tell you, I ain't seen nothing yet. I got a whole life. I got eternity to live with Jesus. Coming around that corner turn or that last turn. He's still towards the last. And then that old jockey starts letting go of them reins. And then God does something. I said, God, see, I get all this messed up. Stay with me. And then I watch this. I watch as that jockey begins as a hole opens up, as an opportunity begins to open up. And I watch that jockey nudge, nudge. I watch that horse get in line. He frees him up again. He runs. He's clogged up. Then nudge, nudge. Another opportunity. Then he takes that opening. And then guess what? And then he looks at the favorite and says, see you later. And then... I'm a long shot. I know you're a long shot. How does a long shot marry another long shot? You were a long shot. Have I got any long shots in the house? Huh? Y'all like, bro, when that ain't working because you always God's favorite. It's a different story. Move on. Hell's telling you. You're a long shot. This is my moment. This right now is my moment. I didn't just come to run. Woo! 
I didn't just come to run this race. I'm going to win this race in Jesus' name. This is my moment. Hell's telling me the whole time. Tempting me with this, tempting me with that. I got blinders on. I ain't looking to my right or to my left. I, I'm going ahead on. This trying to pull me, that trying to pull me. God telling me the whole time, you keep your eyes on me. So I watch as this jockey does that. Pastor, how we do that? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost said, if you'll let me have them reins, we're going to win this race. Holy Ghost said, won't you yield that to me? Why don't you just give that to me? Long shots. This is supposed to be different than what I'm preaching. Why are you about all that long shot? This is what I figured out. Church, we're not the long shot. We're the only shot. We're the only shot, man, to see America turn around. You, listen to me, long shot. Some people say, I wouldn't give you five. I wouldn't get, listen, odds 100 to 1, 80 to 1 that that marriage won't make it. Can I tell you something? Right here's, come here, come here, come here. Right here's a long shot marriage that made it in Jesus' name. Got anybody else? I'm a long shot. And you are too. What am I asking God to do? I'm asking God to maximize this moment that we have right now. God, take the reins. Do what you do. Do what you do. I'm done. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for everything that you are. God, there's a lot of long shots in this building. There's people today, God, that could say this. It's a long shot that I even came to church. It's a long shot that I even came out of the drugs. Can I tell you, it really wasn't about you. It was about Him. It's when you took your life out of your own hands and you give the Holy Ghost and you give Father God the reins and you said, you lead me, you guide me. And we're going to finish strong. We're going to finish strong. Lord, today you've just done what you want to do. I'll make it quick, Lord. If you're dealing with a soul today, God, and there's somebody that needs to maximize their moment, they need to take advantage of this. The fact is, God, is they won't have this moment, this very moment again. This opportunity to come clean before you. Nobody's looking around. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. If you say, you know what? I just like another moment. I need another chance with God. Would you raise your hand? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Say, if God would just give me one more shot, one more shot, one more shot. You're here today and you need him. Come. Come. Christians, I'll ask you. I know many of you have just been up here at the altar. Could you be bold enough to say, Lord, use me. I'll ask for you to come first. Come on, I'll ask for you to come first. Use me, God. Come on. How many of you will come and say, use me, Lord. Use me. Use me. Use me. Use me. I'm getting ready to leave here, God. I'm getting ready to go out into a lost and dying world, and I want to be life. Use me. Use me to preach the kingdom, to be the kingdom.
Are there more? What about the folks, man, that are in the back? Don't let the pew hold you. Please don't let the pew hold you. What about a marriage today that wants to get real with God and say, God, would you just turn this around? Would you turn this around? Would you turn this around, God? Are there more? I'm giving you this moment right now, God. I'm giving you this moment right now. The world's told me that I've been a long shot all my life, but God, I'm coming to you right now. I'm not even supposed to be here, but I'm here. And God, I'm here, I know, because you want me here. And you're the purpose. And you're the plan. Be honest before God. Say, God, use me. Take out of me anything that's not, not of you, God. But right now, just deliver me from that. And use me, God, for your purpose, for your plan. I'll invite everybody else that's sitting in the pew and wants to come up and put a hand on somebody else's back. Do it. Do it. As you stand to your feet today, would you stand to your feet? You're welcome to come pray. You know, the reason that the Lord, I believe, really impressed this upon me, the Holy Ghost began to impress this upon me, is because as I look throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament, people are separated by a moment, and they're moments in time. And it's not just the opportunity, because an opportunity is cheapened if we don't take advantage of what God has presented. Now, that's not that deep a thought. But God gives us opportunity that changes into a moment that doesn't only shape us, but it can shape everyone. Look at the life of Esther. For such a time as this. Man, it's incredible. There are, there are all of these tonight. They've asked me to come down and be part down there at the river down at Nortonville. And the thing is, David's life, man, is, is so powerful in the fact. I'm going to preach this out tonight, man. It's, it's a whole different thought when you look at his. you got a defining moment. He had a declining moment. And he had a refining moment. It's an incredible outline for the thought of this in my own life when I think about that. It's much deeper than what I just presented but the thing is, I want you to understand, I want us to understand, how many of you believe that this is our moment right now for the church? How many of you believe this is our moment? See, I believe that. I fully believe that. I believe this is our moment. I do. Who's here for the first time today? Anybody here for the first time? That if you are, all right, we got a visitor right back here. Hey, take two or three of those with you. We've got some more right over here too. Let's do that. Let's thank God for our visitors today. Let's do that. The bread is back. Hallelujah. Man shall not live by bread alone. Amen. So thankful that you came today. Don't forget the revival that is starting Wednesday night right over by the new fiscal court or the new court building that's right over here off of Wallace Avenue. Brother Witt will be over there preaching. Tent revival there. Calling it a miracle revival. Amen. We are believing God. Four great things going to be going through Sunday night. So have that opportunity to do that. If you can be there Wednesday, that's great. If not, you can be here at 633. Looking forward to seeing everybody. I know it's vacation time. I know that a lot of people will be in and out. I'm going to tell you this. How many of you are planning a vacation? Would you raise your hand? All right. Guard yourself. I just got to tell you. Vacations. Satan loves vacations. Just going to tell you. That's a whole other message. <laughs> Y'all like... Oh, he just busted me up because I'm going on vacation. I'm just mad because you're going and I'm not. I'm just teasing. It's not that for sure. Listen, you be encouraged. You be blessed. If the Lord did something in your life today, tell somebody. Tell somebody what he did. Come here, Brad, would you please? 
I'm going to start praying. She's going to finish that up. We do covet your prayers. Let's stand this morning if we can before we leave. If you want to hold the hand next to you, you can. If not, just look at him and say, I don't want to hold your hand. It's all right. Okay? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we adore you today. Thank, So thankful, God, for your presence in this place. And God, truly, didn't we just get to soak in you? God, as we leave this place today, we go as ambassadors in the kingdom. But God, we have power. We have authority, Father. We, we have that in you. And you, God, exhibit that through us. You said, let your light so shine. So, God, as we leave this place, let us do it all for your glory. God, let people be healed. Let people be saved. Let them be delivered. And, God, today let us be mindful. Let us be mindful of who you are and what you're doing. Mm. And, God, give us a discerning eye in these last days, God. The enemy is not just there to trip up, God. He's there to steal, kill, and destroy. Father, today, I just pray that you strengthen us. And with that discerning eye, guys, that we can even see the wiles of the devil, even as they're being formed, and then declare no weapon formed against us shall ever prosper. So do what you do, Lord. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for your presence in this place today. We're thankful that it doesn't stop here. That we can take it with us. We can take it out there. And everywhere we go, we can fill up those around us with your presence. God, we just praise you for, for just being who you are, God. And as we worshiped you and we magnified your name, you rained down your Holy Spirit from on high. And God, we, we're so thankful for your blessings. I pray for your people as we leave this place today that you continue the work that you've created, that you continue the work that was started at this altar and in those pews, and that you continually drawing us closer and closer to you and that you would change us to be more like you. I pray that you equip those who feel like they just can't do it on their own, that you remind us it is through Christ that we can do all things and that you are everything that we are in need of and you will provide all of our needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. God, go with your people today. Bless them. Help them to just be who you've called them to be, your hands and your feet. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Hey, everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Thank you.